0: three people down there, the ball's up in the air, caught, touchdown, caught by Westbrook for a touchdown. I think they like my Colorado sway. cause when I'm it play, I don't really, I don't really know just how to act, and when I'm in it go, you know I'm acting bad, Holly to a buzz with my Colorado swag, my Colorado Welcome into the DNVR Buffs Podcast, presented by the American Raptors. I'm Henry Chisholm. And today we are we're starting kind of this recap of camp. Um, today we're actually going to go through. I, I put together like a list of the twenty-five guys who I think like uh, improve their stock. Maybe is is a way to put it. Twenty-five guys who're trending up after after spring ball. Um, And we're going to run through that list. Uh, We're going to do reverse order because that's fun and suspenseful. Um, So that's the plan for today. Um, I haven't really mapped out the rest of this week yet. I do know that we're doing podcasts today, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So it'll be a pretty standard week. At some point before the draft, we got to talk about Carson and Nate and and Kari and all these guys and what their chances are. Um, Hopefully at some point in the week, we need to talk about where those guys landed, although all of them are more likely to be drafted on Saturday than on Thursday or Friday, which means we'll talk about them on Monday's podcast. Um, but I, like I said, haven't totally mapped out what everything's going to look like. Um, we'll probably need to, to kind of recap some of the biggest takeaways from the coaches at some point. Um, but but this is a good place to start. Uh, we're, we're, like I said, going to start by talking about who whose stock improved? Who is trending up after spring camp? And um, let's just uh, let's just start here at number twenty-five. Um, I guess I should add, you know, there's there's guys who, who didn't make the list. You know, Isaiah Lewis didn't make the list, although he's going to be an important part of of the team. Um, but that's something we kind of knew coming into it, right? Um, you know, Brendan Lewis, he uh, he didn't make the list either. Um, and, and the reason is is kind of a a wash, I think. You know, I think there were some some good things he showed, but I also think that he had an opportunity to to kind of maybe not run away with the starting job, but um, you know, make it a little bit of a wider gap. I don't think he did it, and so he he didn't make the list. So there are like important players or or some of your top players. Or you know, Alex Fontenot didn't make the list because he was hurt, but that doesn't mean he's not coming out. So just because somebody's name isn't listed, don't think like oh no. It just means that there were, there were a lot of guys whose stock was rising, and so we kind of just went through what top twenty five percent of the roster at this point in terms of trending upward over the last month or so. Uh, so that's that's where we're going. I did there were a couple spoilers in there, not having Brendan some of that stuff, but um, here we go. Uh, number twenty five. Michael Harrison. Michael Harrison's a walk-on wide receiver. Um I think that again there's there's kind of a trend in this list. There's a lot of guys who are maybe at the fringe of the roster, or a lot of guys who are walk-ons and they make the list just because they uh they have the most to gain, right? There's a m- enough room for growth. And Michael Harrison, who made a couple plays, the big one being the, the touchdown that kind of closed out that scrimmage, the game-winning touchdown in that red zone drill they were running to cap off the scrimmage. And, again, is that does that mean he's going to be a starter going forward? Does that mean he's going to get a scholarship going forward? No, it doesn't. Um, but it's a step in that direction, and uh, it's good enough to get him to number 25 on this list. Uh, number 24, Terrence Lang, um, he he barely squeaks in. You know he was hurt for a lot of camp. The reason I included him though is because we learned that they are they're running more of four three looks this year. And during the spring game, we had a chance to see kind of what that looks like. And for the most part, what it looked like was two defensive linemen in the middle with two outside linebackers on the outside. Now that changed based on the situation. You know, short yardage, you, you sub the outside linebackers out, your kind of pass rushers out and, and put somebody else in. Um, but the the reason for this change is that Chris Wilson wants to have more of the linemen on the field because he thinks that's kind of the strength of his group, the the, the defense being his group. And when I look at that and, and the fact that he says, you know, you're trying to put your best players in, in best their best situations, I think Terrence Lang winds up on the edge. I think Terrence Lang is a defensive end in that 4-3, and I think that change really, really benefits him. And so, while he himself didn't get to do all that much during the spring, I'm not. I think he was around in that first week or so, um, but he didn't participate in either of the the scrimmages that we were able to see. And so, you, you have to assume he's not out there too much. I mean, that's two thirds of camp or so uh, that, that he missed at the very least, or maybe even three quarters. I guess would be a better way to count it. But um, again. Not necessarily for what he did on the field, but more so because again, I think that this the scheme changes to benefit him. And I think that it was probably changed to benefit him in particular. And, and that shows where he stands in the coach's mind. That's that's enough to to be number twenty four on the trending up list. Uh number twenty three, Montana Lamonius Craig. Um Montana. Again, I think we we heard his name a couple times early on in camp. Didn't hear it a whole lot later on. But we did see in that spring scrimmage that he was working with the ones. You know, that starting wide receiver group. It's him, it's Daniel Arias, and it's RJ Snead. And that's uh, obviously trending in the right direction. Now, what happens when Ty Robinson's healthy or when Chase Penry's healthy or, or these sorts of things? Who knows? But... Honestly, it, it, he does benefit from the fact that those guys were not healthy in competing. Um, so so he is standing in the roster, is is helped by the fact that there's a little bit less competition. Also, we see that he is currently working with the number ones. Um, heard his name a couple times early in camp, not all that much. Uh, but, but he is t- number 22 on this trending up list. Um, number 21, or sorry, he's number 23. Number 22 is RJ Sneed. Uh, RJ is, uh, is obviously new to the team he hasn't been around for very long transferring in from Baylor um, the expectations are very high for him You know, he comes in and we expect him to be the number one receiver and what we saw was that he was the number one receiver and still just building some of that chemistry doing those sorts of things early on that's tough to do um, and so he doesn't get high points for, for catching however many balls he caught and kind of looking like the, the safety net for Brendan early on, but he does get some credit for it. Um, again, all of these rankings are based off of expectations. He I, I think RJ probably exceeded expectations just because there's always concerns with new players coming in and transfers and all those sorts of things, but he, uh, he did enough to land at number 22 on this list. Number 21, Kalen Moore. Kalen Moore, the cornerback, he, uh, so last season, Nico Reed got more work than, uh, did early on. Both were true freshmen, both undersized corners. Over the course of the season, Kalen winds up getting a few more reps than Nico does. Um, so a little positive trend there. That isn't factored in here though. Um, the reason he makes it is honestly just because we heard that the corners are playing well. Um, you know, we, we got to see him make some plays in that first scrimmage. He was pretty quiet in the second scrimmage, um, he uh he is working with that starting unit though. And when you're working with the starting unit and you hear the corners for the starting unit are playing really well, hey, that's 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 close to praise, right? I mean you it's it's not going out of your way to say, you know, Kalen Moore, he looks like a monster out there. But it is good enough to get to number twenty one on this list. Um number twenty. Nico Reed, a lot of the same things apply. Um, you, you add on top of that, he made a couple more plays in that first scrimmage. Um, plus, there's the the fact that he's been working as the returner. He seems to be the, the number one returner, which makes sense considering he subbed in for Brendan Rice last year when he wasn't out there. Uh, wound up with a return touchdown because of it. Um, that that little bit was, was the difference between him and Kalen, um, but it does get him up to number 20. Uh, number nineteen, Maddox Cop. Um, the, so the the competition during camp, this camp was for that number two spot in this camp. It was Drew Carter. It was Maddox Cop. It was James Mott. Um, when we got to the spring game, it, it was kind of the I don't want to say Maddox Cop show, but but if you had to pick one of those three, he he was kind of the guy there. Drew Carter, for whatever reason, was only out there for four snaps. That could be an injury thing, Uh, but when Maddox was out there, looked like he had a big arm. Um, Nobody really did all that much from those quarterbacks, Uh, but I, I do think that he he, at least looked to me like he has a bit of a lead for what will wind up being the number three quarterback spot. Um, and and eventually, you know, they're in a class behind Brendan and, and two classes behind JT. So at some point, him and Drew Carter, likely in their senior years, if everything plays out kind of according to chalk, they would be the, the seniors competing for the starting job that year. Now, do they wind up beating out the underclassmen behind them? That's a big question. Do they see the writing on the wall that things may play out in that way? You know, Brendan wins the job. He looks good this year. Then he's your starter until their senior year. So they want to transfer to get a better chance. Could be, but you know that there is that down the line. They are uh, they're they're competing for potentially the starting job, and he, he does seem to have the leg up at this point for whatever that's worth. Um, Eighteen, Travis Gray uh the tackle freshman tackle he got more reps this spring just because there were more injuries along the offensive line uh, they were down to eight guys late uh, he got mentioned as somebody who who looks like he belongs even though he should be going to high school um again there isn't a whole lot to work off of but that is uh that is something i think that you know frank Phillip got beat a couple times during uh uh that that spring spring game and I guess during the, the scrimmage as well. So hey, that that helps the other tackles out as well. Um, you know, and, and also for Travis Gray, we didn't hear much about anybody else, right? So, you know, Jared Christian Lichtenhand, somebody we heard a lot about during the last camp, didn't hear so much about him this time around. Um, so so Travis Gray, number 18. Uh, number 17 is Jason Oliver, a true freshman cornerback who could wind up with a role this season. Um... You know the 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 reason he's here isn't necessarily because we got to see him make a lot of plays. The true freshman who made a lot of plays was Josh Wiggins, who again is also a cornerback. But what we did keep hearing was, you know, it's it's not just Josh. You know, Jason Oliver, he's he's making those plays too. And because Josh is so high on this list, which is again kind of a spoiler, uh, just the fact that he's playing at that level, the fact that he. He has put himself in a position to compete for a a job this fall. That's uh that's a good place to be for a true freshman early enrollee. He's number 17. Uh number sixteen, Jay Lee Stacks. Uh Jay Lee has gotten more work during the spring camp because of uh the absence of Alex Fontenot because Ramon Jefferson isn't on campus yet, because Victor Venn isn't on campus yet. Um, who knows? Maybe they add another running back on top of that group, um, but he's working as your number two running back when it's most likely his role this season will be more as a uh, as a fullback. But you never know. Um, Coaches had good things to say. Darian Hagen said that he uh, he will have a role this fall. Um, so, again, positive trends there and. Um, the reason honestly he's not higher on this list is just because he had those couple drops in the spring game and you know that's what we see right it, a lot of these rankings is based on what we hear from the coaches and the other players and all that sort of stuff but some of it is based on what we see and yet it's hard to to say like how much stock do we put in into that obviously if we saw all 15 of the practices then It'd be a lot easier to say how much stock you put into it, then that's kind of what the conversation's all about. Um, but when you only get to see two fifteenths of what's going on, um, it's a challenge. It's a challenge. Do you just assume that's what everything else looked like? It's, it's similar to Jason Oliver, right? Um, we we don't see him make all that many plays, but we hear that he looks as good as Josh Wiggins, and or at least they're neck and neck, whatever. Um, so again, Jaylee Stacks here at number sixteen. Number fifteen, Anthony Lyle, walk-on senior safety. He he was starting in that first scrimmage, and I guess he was starting again. I believe in that sec in the uh, the the spring game. Sorry, let me double check my notes. First unit. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yep, he, he was starting out there. Um, so, again, it's because Isaiah Lewis is absent. It's because they don't have a lot of options at safety. Um, but he is out there working with that first unit. The two times we see him for for a walk-on, that's a good place to be. You know, That means that at the very worst, he's probably, uh, assuming they don't add a transfer, he's within two injuries of being on the field, potentially starting even. So stock obviously trending up for Anthony Lyle. Uh number 14, Owen Carey, freshman linebacker. Flips over from outside to inside. Um should should still be in high school for another month or so. Um, but he is on campus. He he looked good in the spring game. You know, a couple times where he was covering Brady Russell when he was pretty locked in on him. Um on top of that, we hear good things from the coaches that he seems to be picking things up. He isn't looking like a freshman, all that sort of stuff. Um, wasn't every single day, oh, you guys wouldn't believe what Owen Carey's doing. Um, but, again, it's enough to give him number 14 on the list. Number 13, another safety, Trevor Woods. Um, actually, yesterday, was that yesterday? Two days ago, Saturday, after the spring showcase, Carl said that Trevor's working as their starting safety. It looks like he's their starting safety. Now, again, you have, I think, Alex Harkey comes in over the summer. He's a, a transfer safety, a JUCO safety who could factor in right away. Um, you you wonder about, uh, um, sorry, if they, if they add another transfer on top of that. Uh, you do have a couple freshmen coming in. And Dylan Dixon, your highest-rated recruit as a safety, could he wind up getting a, a starting job? It's definitely possible. Um, so nothing set in stone yet, but so far good things are happening for Trevor Woods. He looked good back there as well. We've heard good things about him in practice, uh, so he's number thirteen. Um, we'll hit these two together: number eleven, Noah Fenske; number twelve, Austin Johnson. Those guys seem to—I mean, first of all, they are competing for the starting center job. Um, we've heard that they—they're—they're they're playing well that the coaches have liked what they've gotten from them. Even the defensive linemen saying like, yep, they're, they're solid. Um, but both of them looking to jump into that starting lineup, you know, that's a big jump to make. And if you're on the verge of making that jump, then you're just outside the top 10 on this list. Um, we'll see what happens, but a pair of sophomores battling it out for this starting center job. It sounds like the rest of the line, maybe not set in stone, but pretty close to it, I would guess. Um, this is, these are two guys who gain quite a bit and, and could wind up cracking the starting lineup, which would mean that whichever one of them does it would be the only returning lineman who now gets into the lineup, right? Because Tommy, uh, Tommy Brown takes the other open starting job after you lose two starters from last year. So both those two obviously trending up. Before we hit this top 10, I should say uh, Breckenridge Brewery is incredible. We, uh, We love everything that they make. Actually, I have... What is this? Uh, It's a good company hard seltzer just sitting on my coffee table because I had some friends over over the weekend. And uh, we left before all of them had been... Drank, and so there's just one spare that I haven't put back in the refrigerator. Um, rare that there's a spare, though, because the Good Company Hard Seltzers are the best drink in the world outside of the Strawberry Sky and a bunch of other stuff in Breckenridge Brewery. Uh, it's great stuff. Use the beer locator on their website, breckbrew.com, to figure out where you can pick up whatever you want near you. Even if you're not in Colorado, you can probably get this stuff wherever you are. Uh, also DraftKings Sportsbook right now they have an awesome promotion going the way that it works is this you throw five dollars down on any NBA team to win any NBA playoff game you'll get $150 in free bets immediately you don't have to get your bet right this pop up in your account as soon as you put those five dollars down if you haven't started your DraftKings Sportsbook account yet this is a great way to get started obviously it just fills your account up with bets um should also uh, say that the same game parlays are awesome. The Rockies are playing right now. I what I've learned is that I am never putting the the first run or score in the first inning or no runs in the first inning in my parlay ever again um, because everything else is going so great. But I was like, oh, I can double the odds, just pick a side, and I was like, no, they won't. First pitch of the game, Connor Joe hits a one run home run. Of course, it's one run. Sorry, um, but then my bet's dead. Luckily, I have the Rockies to win, and they're currently winning, so I can be happy about that um, and cover my losses since they were plus money. But still, it was, I've learned my lesson, and uh, I, I suggest that you follow me. Uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DMVR and bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game. During the first round of the playoffs, and you'll get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code DNVR at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Um, oh, actually, real quick let's uh let's knock this out as well a ripple is a fast acting dissolvable that's clinically proven to hit two times faster than the leading gummy a ripple starts absorbing within 10 minutes so you can depend on a consistent experience every time Uh, with ripple dissolvables you can make anything in edible it's flavorless it's dissolvable so you can put it in your food in your water in whatever drink whatever and uh the, I guess the fastest way is to just put it straight on your tongue. Regardless, it starts absorbing within 10 minutes. It, it's very consistent. There's no sketchy science there. They got tested. They were studied by Colorado State in a randomized placebo-controlled trial with real people. And the results were published in a peer-reviewed journal. You can find Ripple at Colorado's premier dispensary, that's Light with 11 convenient Denver Metro and Aurora locations. Their new Barnum location is now open. It's one block off of Sixth and Federal. It is the biggest Light shade store. Their specialty products that are not offered at other locations, and they still have 420 specials until tomorrow, until Tuesday. So they're they're buy one get one for a dollar on a bunch of their best selling products. Make sure that you jump in there, take advantage of that. And remember that podcast listeners can get 25% off non-sale items with the code DMVR. Shop online at LightShade.com for pickup or visit a LightShade location near you. Cool. Um, into this top 10 now. Um, and I will say this. Notable omission, Tyron Taylor. A Tyron, again, it's for the same reason some of these other guys who kind of like outside the top 10 made the list though he seems to have a pretty good hold on that starting star spot. So that's that hybrid safety linebacker corner job, kind of that nickel defender, nickel corner. And he has been working there throughout camp. Um, He's been that guy. So you wonder, like, could Nigel Bethel fit in there? Potentially, if he comes back, you could see how they could tweak him into that role instead of corner. But as all these corners are jockeying for position, he has kind of held down that job. Um, Looking back... Um, I put him ahead of Nico Reed, probably put him ahead of Maddox cop, um, behind Jason Oliver though. So, so maybe he should have been 18 and you bump everything else down one. Um, so yeah, uh, top 10 though. Number 10, Naim Rodman. And this mostly comes from what was said about him early in camp which is, again, along with this stuff with Terrence Lang, we like our defensive linemen. We need more of our defensive linemen out there. That's the strength of our team. We need to build around them. Naeem Rodman is part of that conversation. It's him, it's Jalen Sami, and Terrence Lang. Uh, Jalen doesn't make the list um, just because uh, we knew that he was that guy, right? It's not that he's a bad football player. It's that he does what he does. He does it well, and he has continued to do that. That's not really a trend, right? He's right there doing well. Um, but Niam has kind of made himself into that group. Uh, that's uh impressive, I guess, and it should give Boss fans some good thoughts about the future. Um, just because I guess he's a junior, Sami's a junior as well. Um, but will you have Sami after this year? We have Niam after this year. You'd expect at least one to stick around for their senior year. You just don't really. There's there's no precedent because this is the first time everybody's gotten that extra year of eligibility because of COVID. Um, we'll see, I guess. But but he does crack the top ten because it is time to kind of look at him as one of this core, one of these core pieces of the defense, and that's not necessarily how I looked at him beforehand. Uh, number nine, Charlie Offerdahl. Um, again, this is this is another one of those where when you're a walk on. There's really nowhere to go but up, and, and he covered a lot of that ground. You know, I'll say this as well. We can knock – or I guess we'll keep him here, num- number nine. We'll talk about this first. Uh, Jay Lee Stacks, we talked about how he got more refs because there just aren't that many running backs. Same is true for Charlie Offerdahl. So he gets that benefit, and on top of that, he was the star of the show in the senior game. You know, who is out there making big plays consistently? Charlie Offerdahl, two touchdowns. He had the touchdown in the spring game last year. Now, he probably doesn't make the rotation this year at running back. That'd be that'd be a big upset. But he could be closing in on earning a scholarship. And uh that's good stuff for him. That's good stuff for him. Uh number eight, Casey Roddick. Uh he has I mean, from from the I think it was day one of camp, Carl was saying, you know, he looks like a different guy. He looks like he's ready just to be, you know, kind of our stud up front. Um, you know, I I was talking to Uh, It was Noah Fenske this week or last week, I guess now that he was saying, you know, he's kind of the leader of this group. Um, Again, it's it's not daily praise for Casey, but it is enough to say, like, okay, who is the guy up front? Casey Roddick is the guy up front. And we've all been able to watch him and look at the physical traits that he has and say, like, he should be the guy up front. Well, guess what? Now he is. Uh, He's the leader of that offensive line room. And again, that's something we could not say confidently before this camp. Uh, Number seven. Eric Olsen. Um, before Saturday, I would have told you that Eric Olsen is number one on this list. Um, he, beginning of camp, all the talk was about Eric Olsen. Every day he's catching five balls and, and touchdowns and all that sort of stuff. In, in the scrimmage, he made a nice play. Uh, absolutely trending up. Absolutely trending up. But during the spring game, he it was a bit of a setback. No catches. Um, he, he missed a couple of blocks. There was the play where he got pushed over by Jamar. Um, that was after Jamar beat him on a block. There were a couple of those other blocks going back and watching, like on the runs. I actually had the broadcast pulled up on my computer, so on the runs you go back and see what's going on. You know, there's one where he's kind of cutting back across the middle as, as like a lead blocker in front of the running back, and you know. Defender hits him and he takes a step back and he's able to freeze the defender there. So there's like a little tiny crease, but the defender still brings him down. It's just after like a one yard gain instead of it would have been like a two yard loss if there was just no block there. Whereas instead you set your feet, get your hands on, keep him there. There might have been a real running lane, Um, but there's just stuff like that where I think in the blocking game, he might not be as as close as, as we had hoped. That doesn't mean there isn't a role for him. Um, but there is still some more work to be done and just didn't seem as a receiving threat either. Uh, so he winds up uh, he winds up on seven on this list, which is still a great place to be. Eric Olson is in great great shape. Um, still one of the stars of camp, uh, but he he was probably leader in the clubhouse for number one going into Saturday. Number six, Jordan Wolverton. Again, another walk-on flips from from quarterback to safety in both the scrimmages. He has an interception. Uh, I think Trevor Woods had some nice things to say, basically that he he does well in the middle of the field. Like it's those quarterback senses that seem to translate in the middle of the field. Um, like Charlie Offerdahl as a walk-on, like nowhere to go but up. On top of that, I think it's it's easy to see somebody move from. Uh, from quarterback to to safety as a walk on and just say, okay, there. the good chance. We won't hear from him again, right? That is not the case here. There's, there's potential for him to factor in over, uh, probably not this season, but eventually, um, yeah, I think that's all my thoughts there. Uh, he'll be a, he'll be a red shirt freshman this year. I guess we can throw that in as well. Um, Jack Histera, Number five, heard about him early in camp. Heard about him throughout camp. He was making plays on Saturday. I think you could probably make the case that he should be higher up on this list as well. Um, he, he, he has more talent than you expect from a walk-on. I guess it's kind of as simple as that. Comes in from Texas, and I think... Again, you look at Charlie Offerdahl, you look at Jordan Wolverton, and say like one of these guys probably winds up with a scholarship this season. That would be my bet. One of these three gets the scholarship this season that you typically reserve for a walk-on. I'm going to go with Hystera. Even though they have a bunch of receivers, he was probably kind of artificially propped up because there were injuries to some of the other other receivers. Um, But still, he took advantage of that opportunity, and he is clearly trending in the right direction. Uh, number four, Austin Smith. Um, I probably would have had, uh, I probably would have had Eric Olsen a couple spots ahead of Austin Smith. Um, again, before Saturday, but again because of the blocking issues, you wonder if maybe Austin has a, a bit more juice there, and that could be the separator when we get to this fall. Um, I'll, I'll also add the fact that. He was the last commitment to last year's class. And because of that and because of the fact he wasn't rated by 24-7 sports at the time and, and when the rating come out, it wasn't great. Um, he, he wasn't seen as somebody that you get excited about. Uh, but that has changed. That has changed. He is somebody you get excited about. Converted receiver playing tight end. First of all, you love that. And, again, with, I think that receiving skills, you probably guessed that his are better than Eric Olson's, right? And when Eric has a bad day blocking, maybe this is an overreaction to one day. But again, when you, if we could see 15 practices, then I could say, hey, you know what? It isn't always this bad. It isn't always this bad. But he had a really rough day blocking. And because of that, gets jumped by Austin Smith here. Austin didn't play in the spring game because of uh, because of some sort of injury, I would imagine. We don't know the details. Um, I'll put, He's number four on this list, though. Number three. Alvin Williams, it's a name we heard over and over and over again. Um, outside linebacker, probably probably a, a backup still this season just because of the depth. But when Jamar's gone, when Guy's gone, who knows who's going to be out there. Chance Main was out there quite a bit. Um, you, you could see him uh, take one of those jobs next season. You could ta- see him take one of the jobs this season, honestly, as well. Uh, good pass rusher, very smart player, um, very quick player. Uh, you you just love what he can do on the edge, and he's a big, strong guy who I think is ready to play right now. Uh, made some plays in the spring game, made a couple plays in the scrimmage, uh, name called consistently. I mean, that's checking every box. He winds up at number three. Number two, Josh Wiggins. Uh, made a bunch of plays in, in that scrimmage. Uh, as, as a true freshman, early enrollee, obviously, uh, should still be in high school, but he was out there doing things. Um, making plays on the ball, breaking up passes, uh, in good coverage consistently. Again, as a true freshman, uh, somebody you probably look to and say like, yeah, he he could be out there. Well, now now you say, yeah, he's going to be seeing the field this fall, and that's a uh, that's really exciting. There there was the stuff, you know, Jason Oliver's right there too. Jason Oliver's right there too. Um, maybe too big of a gap between these two, um, with the two to seventeen, but. When we saw him play, Josh made more plays, and you know I'm 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 buying the hype. I'm buying the hype. Number one on this list, Daniel Arias. Um, again, it's the same Daniel Arias conversation that that we've had for a couple of years now. Will it translate to Saturdays in the fall? We don't know, but it is pretty clear that the coaching staff is is working with him as the number 1 receiver. He made plays, uh specifically I guess in that uh, uh the the first scrimmage I guess, not in the spring showcase, but made some plays on some deep balls and again, it's 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 what you're hearing. I mean, first of all, he's he's out there with the starters, which you know, again, he was one of the guys who weren't sure if he was going to be out there with the starters or not. Um but him Montana RJ, that was that first line of receivers. I think that it's probably safe to say he will be their number one. You know, it's just the stuff from Carl, him saying after the spring showcase like, you know, you, you need to have that offensive centerpiece. You know, it's LaVisca before. is a guy that, you know, he just he, he draws the defense attention. We think Daniel Arias can be that guy for us. Um all the coaches talking about the different tools he has. Um Phil McGagan talking about just the growth that that he had during the first half of spring camp, and obviously you, you hope that that continued throughout the second half. We just haven't talked to Phil since. Um, hey, Daniel Arias, based on kind of this criteria of what did people say about you, what did we see? He's number one on this list, and will it translate to Saturdays? There's just no way of knowing. Uh, but but he is number one, and that concludes today's show. Um, I guess any notable omissions, maybe we should hit those first. A quarterback, we talked about Brendan. I, I wonder if I should have included him um, just because he did have a pretty good spring game. He struggled a little bit in that scrimmage, though. Um, a, a lot of hype after the first day of practice. Not so much hype since. Um, maybe could have snuck him in. I'll, I'll, I'll stand by my decision, though. Uh, Fontenot, not much to speak of banged up. Um, Deion Smith easily could have made the list. And I guess he did have a couple big runs. Maybe he should have been on the list. That's one that I'll probably think a lot about. Um, but it's the struggles are things you can't blame him for, right? Like just, just the fact that he he's running behind an offensive line that most of the time he was out there when we saw them was losing to the defensive line. There just wasn't a lot for him to work with. At the same time, you... You can't say, well, I think that he would have been good if it had been a better offensive line, right? Because that's just not how this works. Um, so, so he's not included. He he he's one of those first couple out, though, for sure. Um, other receivers, yeah, not much to speak of there. Um, Maurice Bell actually was was the last cut. Now that I think of it, I mean, just because you know Carl mentioned recently that. He's back healthy toward the end of camp. He's doing some things. He made a nice catch, the one-handed catch in the spring game. Give him credit for that as well. Um, but he was banged up for most of camp. But Carl, Carl pointed out, like, good special teamer. He's kind of that second returner for us when he was healthy. Wasn't out there, obviously, last year because he wasn't healthy. Um, Maurice was close to making the list, I guess, too. I think that's it for receivers. Linemen, you know Jake Wiley holding on to that starting job. I think you could, you could make a case for him making it. Um, Tommy Brown, only good things from people uh, about him. Uh, so you could have included him. Wasn't out there for the spring game though, so he misses the cut. Cole Becker didn't miss. <laughs> um, pun- new punter, freshman punter looks fine. Uh, defensively. Nigel Bethel, he was banged up. Jalen Stryker's banged up. Basically, the rest of the corners were included because they were talked about in a gr- as a group so often. Um, defensive linemen kind of hit the big names there. No real standouts otherwise. No real storylines otherwise. Uh, Quinn Perry seems to be holding on a number one job with Marvin Ham right there, Robert Barnes. Basically, everything that was expected, though, um... Yeah, and then safety, you get just not a lot of bodies back there. So, so there's your list. There's your list. Uh, we'll stand by that, and again, that does it for today. We'll be back. Maybe we'll talk about draft prospects from CU tomorrow. Who knows? Uh, I'll figure that out, but there will be something tomorrow, so look forward to that. See you soon.